Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, uh, where those of us at the comic book store Level Up Entertainment get a group of friends together and we uh, discuss a topic of the week that we're interested in. Uh, this week we're talking about the uh, the reboot of DuckTales, the current DuckTales uh, Disney. It's on Disney XD, I believe, coming out, but the first two seasons are now on Disney+. Plus. Um, my name's Scott. I'm from the store Level Up Entertainment. Uh, we have, we're a comic book and video game store in uh, Mays Landing, New Jersey. You can find us online, uh, levelupentertainment.com, and we're on all forms of social media as that. And joining me this week, I've got Sean. Yo, I'm Sean. Uh, I'm a cartoonist and illustrator, uh, also South Jersey-based. Uh, if you go to my website, seanfinneran.com, S-E-A-N-F-I-N-E-R-A-N, um, I just put out a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic. Uh, that's free to read on my site. Um, I'm also on Twitter, at Spinnerface, uh, and but there's links to that on my site and everything. But I'm a cool dude. I'm here to talk about some ducks. Let's see. So, you know, I always read your social media stuff as Finerface. Yeah, everybody does. Um, it's my fault, and I'm just going to take that to the grave, pretty much. <laughs> no problem. We've got a third person here you might remember from our Ninja Turtles episode. We've got Kendall. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Kendall. Jeez, uh, what about me? I uh, make comics in Philly with my wife. Uh, you can check out our superhero series, uh, Star Savior Bunny. Uh, it's available on the Tapest web app. And yeah, we're also on Instagram. Come check us out. And I would like to point out... Uh... Your wife, Kayla, did the special art for this episode, uh, reminiscent of the new opening uh, where the, the characters wind up running on the, the logo for the show. They're now running around on the logo for this podcast. Um, I'm, it was a nice surprise. I'm very glad she did it. I'm a little, little sad she couldn't join us tonight, but, you know, it happens. We'll get her on the show soon. Um, yeah. had, Just yeah. feeling a little sick. Yeah. She's not- not dead or anything. No, it happens. Not and not COVID kind of sick. We have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the regular run of the mill stuff. But yeah, like I said, <laughs> we're talking about the Ducktales reboot here. Um, I think the perfect example of how to do a reboot right. Uh, would you guys agree with me on this? Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, Sean, you're a little bit younger than us, but I know Kendall and I uh, were of the Ducktales generation, where we grew up uh, on the original. Disney afternoon with DuckTales was a big part of that. Um, so I, I remember in kindergarten uh, running, like being excited to get home so I could watch like DuckTales and uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers and Gummy Bears mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so DuckTales was a, was a big, has been a, a kind of a, like a, it's not been like the biggest thing I've been into, but like I'm a big fan of like the old Carl Barks, Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge comics. Like there's, Disney ducks are like are overall one of my are very least my favorite thing that Disney puts out and has put out my over the course of my life. Um, so I was really excited when they started showing off stuff of the DuckTales reboot. Um, I know you and I have similar opinions on rebooting things, Kendall, where uh, if you're going to do it, give us something new. Yes. Uh, big problem I have with uh, reboots is uh People like to, you know, just, uh, you know, it feels like quick cash and cash grabby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something original is uh, yeah. always and, a plus. And this, this certainly takes the, the DuckTales franchise and the 
Uncle Scrooge franchise. Uh, <laughs> it is a love letter to what has come before, but it, it takes it to places it has never been. I, I will say that the show very much feels like it came, it's, it's being run by people who are passionate, not just about the original DuckTales show, but like the old Donald Duck, like the, the old comics and the, the old Donald Duck like legacy and just the Disney afternoon in general. Like I'm surprised how much Disney, it's essentially a Disney afternoon cinematic universe uh, in, yeah. in this, the, over the course of the DuckTales show so far, um, mm-hmm. which, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. But I think at first I want to talk a little bit about how they uh, changed the characters we may or may not know in the transition to reboot. Um, the character designs specifically are very much harken back to the old school Carl Barks uh, uh, comic books, like Donald Duck's in, in the black sailor uniform, Scrooge is wearing red. The, the opening especially is very much comic book. Like they're jumping in and out of panels. Yeah. Um, and it's got like the, the dot kind of coloring. I forget the exact term for that. So, so where is it? Uh, the fact that Donald Duck is in it is a big part of that because he was the main character in the comics. Um, all of these characters were created to be supporting characters for him. Um, I do know in the original DuckTales TV show, in reading interviews and stuff, they deliberately did not put Donald in the show because A, they were afraid kids wouldn't understand what he's saying, which I guess was never a problem <laughs> for them before, but um, B, they didn't want him to overshadow Scrooge and like some of the new characters they'd come up with because the characters they, they not all because the characters they invented for the show were um, Launchpad, Duckworth, and Mrs. Beakley and, and Webby. Um, they they are not from existing source material, um, so it's interesting to see how they they adapted them into a, a new continuity that pulls from uh, stuff that existed before them. But I guess we should start with the, uh, the the main character, more or less of the show. I, I guess he's the main character still, the Uncle Scrooge. We yeah. Would say, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I definitely feel like the kids uh, have more of a central focus, which is fine. Um. But yeah, Uncle Scrooge is now played by David Tennant, a natural Scotsman. Uh, so he's he's in his uh his using his his actual accent, which is exciting. Obviously, we all know him from Doctor Who, um, which you know he had to put on a British accent for that. Even though now, if I think that show was made now, they would just let him have his his normal accent, which would be interesting. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff they I don't think they changed all that much about him. They definitely added some of the edge he had from the original comics, especially in the beginning, because he was originally just an antagonist for screw for uh, for for Donald, rather. Hmm. Like he was just a, a miserly Scrooge type, which hence the name. Um, but I, I like the dichotomy they kind of brought in, like him being able to play off of Donald. Like he's not just like kind of this like lovable old grandpa type like he was in the original, like the 80s show. I would say he's, he's a little bit, I don't want to say meaner, but he's definitely mm. got, got more of that classic, like stingy, I don't want to spend anything Scrooge type personality. Yeah, was he like super curmudgeon in the original? Yeah, like, like I said, he was mostly uh, an antagonist for Donald. Um, mm-hmm he would basically kind of like strong arm him into doing adventures for him for like no money. (laughs) Um, Or like he would have some sort of scheme or something that like the characters just kind of have to get like, like pulled into. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, his his first comic, he was he was just a bad guy in it. Oh wow! Uh, I forget the exact details. It's called uh, Christmas on Bear Mountain, which is referenced in this show later, which is exciting. Um, but like, I forget why he needed Donald and the kids to come to some cabin, and he was like dressing up as a bear to antagonize them. Hmm. Um, I, f- I forget the details. It's been a while since I read it, but the character very quickly became like a favorite of the cre- of Carl Barks. So it became mm-hmm. more and more reasons to kind of given him into stories and usually oh. kind of came down to like, well, he's got a lot of money so he can kind of fund fun things or like, mm-hmm. you know, the Beagle boys attack and he needs like Donald and the kids to kind of help him out, like help him defend things. It, it, it's the original comics are a lot of fun. Like most stories are told with either one, one page stories, four page stories or the 10 page stories. And the 10 page stories, it's amazing um, just to study them just as a comic book fan. Because the stories you can tell like these big epic like trade worthy stories that you would have from like Spider-Man stuff now. But they're only told in 10 pages and they have jokes and they have like big adventures and like beginning, middle and ends. And they're really just just the the, the economy of storytelling. It, it's really good stuff. I will say that a lot. there are a lot of problematic elements from the time that they were made mostly in terms of like indigenous people being represented yeah mm. yeah be, be, uh, warned if you check those out yeah the the fantagraphics <laughs> collections that they've been doing and i've been collecting um do have do present them in in their original context with like hey here's this isn't really this is they're, they're more more of their cultural context of the time um which i for as far as like Posterity. I'm a big. I'm a big believer in like film and game and comic preservation, but I do think like you do need to kind of have some sort of context for some stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, with Donald Duck, like you know, if you ever watch like Der Fuhrer's Face, the Nazi episode, where Donald <laughs> Duck works like as a, a weapons manufacturer for the Nazis in it, it needs to be presented in it in its context. You can't just put that on uh, Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I, I don't know. What do you guys think about the the new Scrooge? Um, I like him. Um, when he's introduced in the show, he's still. Uh, I don't know how much spoiler ter- territory we're getting into, but we'll talk probably some stuff. But um, you know, you should probably be watching the show anyway. Uh, yeah. we'll, I don't think we'll get too deep into plot specific stuff but we will we will mention things that happen throughout the course of the show he's still specifically for donald he he's kind of uh still an antagonist in a way um without just being like oh i'm gonna i have a plan to get rich and exploit my nephews yeah uh he they they have some bad blood between them yeah Um, and i I like that that's not easily resolved for them either yeah it's not uh yeah there's uh there's a bit of drama there that even uh you know for a kid's show like even the best in adult television would like have a have difficulty comparing to totally yeah i actually can't think of a comparable like modern cartoon that has uh, a similar 
thing. So, like, for the first season, what we're referring to is, like, there is some sort of falling out that happened between uh, Uncle Scrooge and Donald. In fact, this is the, the, the nephew's first time meeting him. They didn't even know they were related to the richest stock in the world. Um, I will say one of the things I like uh, with, with Donald and the kids in this is I like seeing him as more of a, a family man, um, yeah. which is something we got in the old comics, but um, it's not something you see a lot with Donald Duck. Like the new Mickey Mouse cartoons, which I really like, has elements of all these characters, but you just see Donald as Mickey's friend because it goes yeah. for more of the old school style cartoons. Um, but I, re- I really like that, yeah, it's his uncle and they have this history, but like something came, something shook down and you find out what it is over the course of the first season. And it's, I think a really good revelation. I think it's handled really well. Again, I'm trying not to, we won't spoil like something like that specifically here. Although mm-hmm. we may talk about specific episode events uh, at some point. Cause I know there's episodes I want to gush about later in this episode, but I think we should talk a little bit more about the reboots, but I, I don't think, Donald is too drastically different from the character we know. He's still, you know, he has all of his catchphrases that he says. <laughs> He's still like constantly put on with bad luck. Um and and is just kind of like our our general schlubby everyman. Yeah. Um you do find out the biggest Donald Duck secret in the history of Disney though. <laughs> Why does he talk like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I love it. I love yeah. it. That, I, yeah. that is something listeners should uh should go check out for themselves. I really don't want to spoil that. that yeah, we're, that's we're, one of those things yeah. that like I had seen a clip of online uh before I actually watched the show like in, in, in its continuity. And I saw that and I was like, Oh, oh, this is great. This is they they know exactly what they're doing. And they're pushing whatever buttons they can. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's, good it's, one, it's one of my favorite kind of gags in the whole series. Uh, yeah. Because it is played for a joke, but it's kind of great. on Like, it, it works on its own, even as, like, a serious kind of thing. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I guess we should talk a little bit about, like, what would, what were you, when you guys first heard about this, what were your thoughts? I know when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, that I, I I don't mind reboots and things getting redone. Obviously, it's Ducktales. It's it's a pretty important piece of just animation history because it's like the first like major syndicated thing for for Disney's uh, television animation. Um, it was hugely popular. The game is one of my favorite games. Like it was a big part of me of, of my childhood and, and growing up. Um, and I I remember when they first showed the new designs, like I wasn't wild about them. But I saw that Donald was there and I saw that they went for the more comic book style designs. I was like, you know what? This might be really cool because there's only two things you need to do to get DuckTales right, in my opinion. Uh, It's just likable characters on fun adventures. That's all you kind of need and you're good to go. You can kind of do whatever you want with that. Um, But obviously, I know I had a lot of people coming like they revealed that they were going to give Huey, Nui, Louie uh, new personalities, which to me is the bare minimum of what you have to do. Yeah, I, I wouldn't so much say they're giving them new personalities. They're giving them personalities. Yeah, <laughs> they're giving them distinct personalities from each other. Um, yeah. I know reading, because uh, uh, the creators of the show, um, oh, I'm going to blank their names. I'm blanking on their names right now. But um, they, they've done a lot of interviews and they've been very candid about stuff. Uh, 
on on their social media. So you can tell that, and you can tell that they're big fans of these properties they're working on. But they they gave Huey, Dewey, and Louie their own personality. So they're always kind of like a three headed monster before. Yeah. They're all just basically the same character. Um, but I know they said they modeled their personalities off of aspects of Scrooge. Uh, Huey, they they gave him his like intelligence uh, and kind of planning, like his more of a wits. But they they gave them like uh, like the flip sides to it. So as they grow up, they can be more like uh, their uncle as they go. Where like mm-hmm. he's very much like kind of OCD in his way. Where like he needs things to be a certain way, and like he's very rigid and inflexible. Uh, Dewey, they made more adventurous. Um, so he's really gung ho for things, but he doesn't think things through. And then Louis, they made more of like the. He likes to see the scheme. He likes to scheme and like he's a little bit more of the money hungry type, but he's very lazy and doesn't like to work hard, which is very much like against Scrooge's like Scrooge has a very strong worth at work ethic. So it's, I like the personalities they gave them and I love the voice actors. Uh, the voice acting in the show across the board is phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I know we mentioned David Tennant, um, but we got, you know, Donald's current like regular voice actor is playing him. I, I would have been weird if they recast him. But you got Danny, <laughs> Danny Pudi, Abed from uh, Community is, is Huey. Uh, you got John Ralphio, Ben Schwartz doing uh, Dewey. He's doing the character he basically always does, but I enjoy it a lot. Because if you mm-hmm. watch like the new Sonic the Hedgehog, it's basically the same character. Um, <laughs> but it, and, it somehow works every time. It works every yeah. time. I like him in everything he's, yeah. I've seen him he's in. Leonardo. Oh yeah, yeah he's Leo in Rise of the TMNT. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, he's play, basically playing the same character. Just another blue character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I forget his name. He's in Saturday Night Live and stuff. He's, he's doing a, a, a Louie. Um, uh, Bobby, Bobby Monaghan. Oh uh, yeah, I want to say Moynihan. I have the wiki in front of me. I'm I'm cheating. So oh, that's fine. I'm <laughs> glad one of us thought to be professional. Um, but good, I think for, good idea. <laughs> yeah, I I to 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 full disclosure, I only rewatched a smattering of episodes in preparation for this, um, and I kind of refreshed my memory just looking at wiki, uh, the wiki summary summaries for each episode. Um, but I I love the way they do the nephews now, and I like that because they have such a big cast now, because they've also rebooted Webby who's played by um, Kate McCucci. Yeah. Um, I was afraid at first because they made her kind of more, because the original Webby was mostly just like the girl and just kind of always seemed like the kid, like it was annoying. Like the characters were annoyed that she was involved in, in the adventure. Like she always kind of struck me, even as a kid, she struck me just like there to appeal to girl, the girl demographic. Um, but I like that they she made they made her a much more adventurous character, like she's kind of the fourth nephew in a way. Yeah. Um, I will say I was afraid when they first kind of were revealing her that she was just going to be Mabel from Adventure uh, from Gravity Falls. Hmm. But I, I feel like she's distinct enough. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, she's uh, one of my favorites. She's great. Definitely. Yeah, she's she's the one that keeps me me guessing. I think as far as all the kids in the show, um, she's she's the smartest. She she knows the most about everything going on, and she also also has the most interest in Scrooge, which I think is uh, at, at least fun for for a viewer uh, because I, I Scrooge has done a lot of crazy stuff, and so to see a character in the show be, you know, she Webby's our Han Solo in all of this she's she's the relatable not exactly but you know like <laughs> when she's the one that's going in and you know 
bugging Scrooge about all his adventures. It's like, yeah, no, tell us. Like, I want to, well, what's yeah. up with this guy? Well, She's Scrooge's biggest fan for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and she drives a lot of the early plots. Um, yeah. Because like she wants to know, and like all of a sudden Scrooge's family's there, and she's like, "Oh, now I can get to know her, the family a little bit." Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of makes sense that she kind of grew up like in his shadow because, uh, you know, she's Mrs. Beakley's uh, granddaughter, which they've changed Mrs. Beakley quite a bit. Um, so instead of her just being the housekeeper, she's both like housekeeper and replaced Duckworth as butler a little bit, but she's also Scrooge's bodyguard, and you start to discover. Yeah fairly early on that she's got like kind of a secret agent he passed um, and she's got a kind of a long history with Scrooge. It kind of makes sense that there's, they, they, she's not so much like in his employee employee, but like they kind of like need to be around each other for, for team ups and whatnot. Yeah. So because of that history, like Webby's had a lot of weird spy craft training. Um, so she's a little, at least off the bat. And I guess probably still now she's a little more capable than the, the nephews, I would say. Yeah in terms of just being able to hold their own in it and the various adventures that they find themselves on. But yeah, mm-hmm. Mrs. Beakley's very different now. And uh, Duckworth, since you sort of replaced him, was sort of a mystery for a while of what happened to Duckworth. And <laughs> you do find out, and it, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, and it's a, it's a neat twist that I wasn't expecting, especially for a kid's show. Um, but he is yeah. in it, yeah. He's in it. He's the he's more interesting than he's ever been. Yeah. I think I think that's like the overall thing to this show, right? Is that every single character is way more interesting than they had the right to be in the first place, pretty much. Like all the characters I mean, Launchpad's probably the most unchanged. The only thing they really added to him is uh uh he's more of a chauffeur than just a pilot. Which I think is yeah. cool. He kind of does all of Scrooge's like vehicle stuff. Um, a thing that they added to him is more of a backstory, which we'll get into later, because it involves more of a reboot for a different character, um, which is my favorite character and was my favorite Disney afternoon show. So we'll get into that in a minute, a little bit. But that's like the main core cast, I would say. Each episode focuses on usually a handful of each of them, so they can all kind of get their own spotlight episodes and you get to build their characters over the course of the show which is mostly episodic but there's still ongoing stories and mysteries um which is really exciting and what i i I enjoy about the show the most because i've mentioned it in other podcasts i love uh when my stories are driven by characters like strong characters and they kind of push the humor or the the the, you know the they have a lot more agency in the plot and the stuff going on around them yeah, um, but uh, the Gyro is is in the show. Toby Wilde realized he's voiced by Jim Rash, for, also from Community. He's the dean, which is super <laughs> exciting. He's a little bit more of like a kind of like a, I guess we'll say like a mean nerd trope, if you guys want to say. It. But he's he, you know he obviously works for Scrooge. <laughs> he work, works for Scrooge full time. Like he works in a lab under the money bin, rather than just being like this kooky old like Doc Brown guy that just lives in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so because of that, a lot of like Scrooge's tech just kind of comes from him and he's more just the general tech guy. Um, see who else is like, I think that's it for as far as like the main recurring characters. Um, there's a recurring character you meet in the first episode that I didn't expect to be a recurring character. Um, I, their name is Manny and that's what I'll say uh, about them. They're a fun character you should discover on your own. <laughs> um <clears throat> 
But yeah, so I think that kind of sets the stage. We're still in Duckburg. All of the main things you know, they're still in Money Bin. The Beagle Boys are still like general antagonists. Um, there's some, you know, Glam Gold, Flint Heart Glam Gold, still like Scrooge's like kind of Scottish billionaire rival, which I'll get into him in a minute. Um, there's a new villain for Scrooge called Mark Beeks, who's like an Elon Musk-esque type new type of billionaire, where he's like kind of like a tech company like head. Um, I know he was invented for the show to just be like a new type of like foil for Scrooge where he's like, like new modern ways of getting money, becoming rich where Scrooge is very old school. Like literally he still made his money in the Yukon, like gold rush. Yeah. Hmm. You know, which I, they did explain that like, Scrooge offhandedly, like found the fountain of youth at some point, which is why he's still alive, <laughs> uh, which is, which is fun. Which is um, amazing. <laughs> Because, yeah, they do have to establish, like, if, since they kept a lot of his old school, like, story intact. Like, basically, his entire history from the comics is still there. And those comics were made, like, in the 1930s. Um, so, it's, it's, he's been around for a while. Um, like, both in our reality and in the reality of their show, which is exciting in its, its own right. Um, they yeah. even hinted that in the uh, two-part opening at some point. I, I noticed during my rewatch, yeah. like, uh, he said something about like having to wait another 50 years for Atlantis to reappear. Yeah. <laughs> and like the first time through, you're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then it's like, oh, no. He's been there. He can wait He's another 50 years. Like. Yeah. I will say, all right, so let's talk about the, the first two part episode a little bit. Um, obviously when they aired it, they aired it for 24 hours straight on repeat and then they put it on YouTube. I watched it so many times. I was so happy with what they did, not just because it's a great, it was a great start to the series, but as a classic ducks fan, there are so many references to find that like rewatching it's kind of necessary. So Scrooge has a lot of like paintings and portraits and stuff in his house. They are all either panels or covers from the classic comic books um, in his garage there are so many like references and artifacts from the original series, uh, the original cartoon series. Um, they mention uh, Cape Suzette from Tailspin. They mention St. Canard from Darkwing Duck. <laughs> so they already kind of have this like world kind of flushing out and stuff. Yeah. There, there, there's so much fun stuff like that for but, like none of that you need to know anything about to enjoy it, which is the best way of doing like fan service referen like references. And they don't just like, there's not like Rogue One where they kind of stop the plot to look at the camera and be like, you know, remember this pushing on blue milk. Mm -hmm. Like it, but they just, it's just kind of offhandedly mentioned or just details in the background. Um, so like that, I, I loved the first kickoff yeah. to this. It's an introduction to all the main characters. You get to see the, like kind of the initial conflict between Scrooge and, and, and Donald. You see why they have to kind of like live, start like living together again. Um, uh, uh, you get like a fun adventure. The first half they like fight a gold eating dragon. So you get to see like, they get to see Scrooge like kind of live up to this legend that he has. Yeah. Uh, this legendary reputation he has. And the second part they go to Atlantis and it's kind of a fun twist on the Atlantis kind of thing that they do. But again, you get to see a lot more of like how the characters interact and they clearly imply a lot of history between Scrooge and Donald that they don't get into just yet. Cause that, that's the first time you mentioned the spear of Selene which is sort yep. of like the ongoing mystery for the first season. Um, so, which is fun because then the kids kind of investigate it. Like the adults, when they kind of get wind of it, they kind of shut it down because it's obviously a big sticking point for them. 
Um, but it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun to get started off with. I will say what sucked about watching it initially is Disney played them the first half the season all out of order. So it really oh. screws up the pacing. I heard um, about that. I, Cause yeah, all of a sudden like, like Scrooge isn't in the first couple of episodes after that. But like they were supposed to, they, they, the, the, the creators said they specifically had like a Huey episode, a Dewey, like, and then like an episode like out of Duckburg and then a Duckburg episode, like they specifically were trying to pace it out in a certain way to kind of give everyone like the flavors that they want early on, yeah. especially since we're trying to get used to the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, they're on the right order in Disney plus. I looked at that. Yeah. Um, I'm not huge into the, I don't think the Disney plus app is totally worth it, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, but but Ducktales on it is is good. Um, they have the first two seasons. Of, we're as of this recording, we're in the middle of the season three hiatus. Um, it, the hiatus has gone on for a lot longer than I think they did because I think the vi- the virus. I don't know if that did something to it. But it feels like I've been waiting for forever for the next episode. Was yeah. the last one the Ragnarok one? Yeah, it was the Ragnarok one. <laughs> Which is funny because I. What a freaking name to throw out yeah. for just a, a kid's cartoon. At, oh, yeah, I think the last Well, one. I think it's called like Ragnarok and Roll, something like that. But, um, <laughs> it's funny. We, I, I love it. One of the episodes I was rewatching, just to, I, I was just kind of picking out random episodes to rewatch for, for this because I wasn't going to have time to rewatch the whole series. But one of the ones I watched was called Last Christmas, which is the, the Christmas episode. And it's so great. It has so much stuff in it that I love. But I, Scrooge offhandedly mentions like why he does like he he takes Christmas as his time off because of all of his responsibilities and adventures and all the things he has to do. And one of the things he mentions is like offhand is like I have to keep uh, Yargamander, the World Serpent, in in check. But then that happens later in the series, and I completely yeah. forgot he mentioned that. So I went wow. back and rewatched, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool." Um, <laughs> so yeah, so pe- if you don't know Norse mythology. Jorgenminer is the world serpent. It's a serpent that's so big it can wrap around the world. Basically, once it wakes up, like Ragnarok, the end of the world begins. So Scrooge kind of has to deal with that uh, every so often. Um, but I won't spoil how because it's really fun. It's not exact. Again, not exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot of fun things like that. So I'm wondering how much seeds they've been planting that I just haven't been picking up on uh, so far. So it'll be fun. To, uh, we've I. In preparing for this, I kind of just want to go back and rewatch the whole series up till now. Yeah, I mean, um, you'll, be, you'll be fresh with me. I, I, I was pretty much behind on all of season two, up until you guys mentioned to me that you wanted to do this and have me on, which I appreciate, yeah. obviously. Um, but so I've been doing nothing but uh, eating, sleeping, and breathing Ducktales for the past couple <laughs> yeah. days, which has been excellent because I get everything super fresh. I still have a terrible memory, so I, you know, couldn't recall anything, but. Oh, so uh, if it's not important, I can remember it. But if it's like a <laughs> something I need to do, I, do, I can't remember it. Like for this podcast, I need to keep a notepad of when we're recording stuff and what it's about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, so yeah, I guess it's, I've been watching it as it comes out. I don't go out of my way to watch a lot of TV. This is one that I do. Cool. Um, it, and it's a fun, it's fun because it's Saturday morning. So it's like kind of got a little bit of that, get a little bit of that kid energy again. Yeah. Um. It's it's weird because um, like I don't have I, I don't have the same nostalgia as you guys uh, for this show, but I grew up like loving Donald Duck and thinking like he was super cool, and it's mainly because I had 
Donald Duck going quackers <laughs> for the N64 and GameCube, um, where um, you just, you know, like Donald's in it, Daisy's in it, uh, Gyro's in it. So, like, I knew a lot of these characters, but I also grew up, like, knowing DuckTales was a thing and always wanting to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I found out that there was going to be a reboot, I was entirely about it because, like, all right, now's my chance. Yeah, um, I, I was about to say, like, is I was always more – I was never big into Disney shorts as a kid. I was always more of a Looney Tunes guy. But yeah. Donald was my favorite character. And then – except my, the goofy ones where he was, like, kind of the everyman trying to do, like, sports and stuff like that was always my classic. favorite. But I always liked Donald as a character better. And that's just because, like – He's kind of like Charlie Brown where the world just kind of keeps dumping on him. Mm-hmm. And then he like blows his hop and goes crazy and like attacks him. <laughs> like that to me is way more fun. Um, but I think, yeah, between that and like DuckTales and just like I, I would have like a, a tape. We would, one of the tapes we would rent from um, a local video store would be like, you know, Professor Von Drake would like teach you like counting and stuff like that. So he'd have Donald in as an assistant. So Donald's kind of always more around. For me, than Mickey, obviously, I knew who he, Mickey was because everyone knows who Mickey is. Um, but I was, yeah, I was always a big Donald fan. And then, you know, as you grew, you know, I, I grew up, I was able to kind of look, find more of like his old comics and kind of, there, there was, there's, there was more for that character to dig my teeth into. Mickey was just kind of always like happy-go-lucky guy and Goofy is obviously Goofy. Um, but yeah, Donald and like the, the Duckburg cast that they built around him was, is, always a little bit more compelling you know yeah yeah it's more real yeah i think it was a lived in space well yeah he, he's designed to be like the everyman yeah you know which is why they give him like family issues and like neighbor issues and just like he's always trying to get a job and he can't you know he's always trying to you know make his way in the world mm. like i said he's, he's very charlie brown-esque in that regard yeah but um, all right. So I guess let's uh, establish the characters a little bit. Um, I guess we can talk a little bit about some of our favorite episodes of the show. Um, mm-hmm. There's the, there's two main plots going on throughout the first season. Um, one's what happened with the Spear Celine and and why the family kind of split up. Uh, and two, I guess they're kind of setting up Magica Dispel. Yee. Yeah, and I guess we can talk about her and the re- we can talk about the villains a little bit because they're, they're some of the recurring the re- returning villains are pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Flint Hot Glomgold is way more of a goofy character than he was, and I think a I think a way that's good. Um, he's not just like Scrooge, but like unethical, which is kind of what he used to be. Hmm. Um, he's a little bit more over the top with his schemes and is a little bit more of a goofy character. Um, I know, I think, believe he's a personal favorite of your wife, Kendall. Oh, yeah. She loves Glomgold. Mm-hmm. Uh, with good reason. He is probably the best. I, in our house, he's the best villain of the mm-hmm. show by far. He's, and, and especially when you get into his backstory. Like whoa! Without spoiling major parts of his backstory, I like that they so they made him. They've made him. They made him Scottish to be like more of a foil for Scrooge, where he's just like basically the same thing but bad. Um, in the original comics, he's from South Africa and was supposed to be South African, and they were able to work that into Glomgold's backstory in season two when you finally get it. 
um, which I, again, I thought was really cool, but like his backstory is actually pretty interesting. So I don't want to get into too many details other than that for, for it. Um, but like the twist, the twist on his backstory becomes plot points later in that's in the second season as well. It's not just kind of like a one and done, but yeah, I, I, I Flinty's kind of fun when he comes on. He's definitely the goofiest of the villains. He's so good. But he's so single-minded in his goal of destroying Scrooge that it's kind of – he's really just kind of fun to watch uh, him try. Um, I love the episode where they, like, are golfing against each other and, like, this, like, magical Scottish world. And I love that there's selkies in it, but, like, they look like My Little Ponies. Like, they're super cute, but, like, they're really horrific monsters, like, in, actual, in like, Scottish folklore. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, trying to lure the – they're trying – because what, so what they do is they try to lure people to, to get on their backs, and then they take you into the water and drown you and then eat you. And the, char- the, the, the characters in the show are do it, trying to do that. And they're, like, <laughs> not being secret about, like, yeah, we'll just kill you and whatnot. Like, it's fun for a kid's show to, like, <laughs> not shy away from some of that stuff when they, when they bring in – like the mythology angles when they do that. Um, but yeah, I, I like Magicka Dispel's new version of her a lot. Um, she has a connection to a friend that Webby makes called Lena, um, who's more or less her her niece. So she's kind of like a, a foil, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie style mm-hmm. um, for Magicka. But in the first season, she just see her as a shadow mainly. Because something they they clearly established that like Scrooge and her had a climactic battle, uh, yeah. and she lost, and they kind of allude to some of that. Once you eventually start seeing her talking, she's uh, voiced by Catherine Tate, um, also from Doctor Who fame, which is pretty exciting that they they play off each other well because they already had great chemistry. Um, yeah, I'm completely blanking on her name. Donna Noble. Donna Noble. Um, yeah, by uh, far the best Doctor. Yeah companion my my favorite doctor companion relation i i would definitely say mine too also especially from the david Tennant ear because it's the only one that doesn't try to have a romantic relationship with him yeah and i think that works way better i don't know she was that was my favorite david Tennant uh companion so i'm really excited that they're back together more or less um but they they made her well, A, she's, they, she's British now that she's played by a British actor, which is funny because she's Russian in the original cartoon, but she was envisioned to be Italian, which is why her base is in Mount Vesuvius. Um, mm. So it's just interesting that they keep changing that stuff on her. Not that it matters, um, but they made her a lot more sassy and fun. Like she's a lot funnier than I think. Like she had jokes and stuff. She always had them, but I, I think the character is a lot more lighthearted now. She's still plenty menacing. Um, once you eventually start seeing her more, more for real in the show. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's my favorite of the, of the current crop of villains. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about her. Um, I also like, who are the other main she's, villains? She's yet? my favorite. Yeah. And like, we've, we haven't seen a lot of her yet. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and, after, and we're only going to see more, which is super exciting. Yeah. Uh, I love her so much because she is the main antagonist again in Donald Duck Goes Quackers. Oh, I didn't uh, know she was. They used her. In that. That's is, cool. Because yeah, they always she yep, always is paired yep. up with uh, with Uncle Scrooge instead of Donald. Yeah, that's cool. That's what's Maybe weird we about. I mean, a, we could turn this. Yeah, we need to do a let's play on that. Yeah, uh, let's play Donald <laughs> Duck Gone hey. Quackers. 
Hey, I, I got it right here. I'm not. I'm, I'm not afraid it. to bust this open right now. <laughs> the only um, the only duck games I played is the classic uh, NES games, and then the remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call the the one that they, that way forward remade? I think just Ducktales. I think it was. I think it was Ducktales, DuckTales remastered, maybe. Yeah. Uh, which was fun. I mean, it's already a great game. Um, it was cool that it was re- completely redone in the classic animation style. And they got all the voice actors to return, which is exciting because Alan Young, the voice of Scrooge, um, unfortunately passed away not too long after that. So it was good that they were able to do that when that they co- when they could. Um, but yeah, so some of the, one of the other villains that now re- reoccurs is uh, Don Carnage, the Sky Pirate from Tailspin, Ooh. which is super exciting. That because that was another show I was into as a kid. Um, so I, I'm it's cool that they're bringing in non-necessarily non-DuckTales characters. Yeah, I remember seeing the preview for that episode and just being like, whoa, like... Yeah, it was something I wasn't expecting. Even though they mentioned Cape Suzette, it's it's still like you think of it as DuckTales as the Duck characters, you know? Yeah, for sure. It was... I was stoked to to see him. And that, that opened a lot of doors, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like anything can happen now. Like, for all I know, like other Disney villains may or may not show up. Not that I expect Jafar to show up and attack them, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, like for all I know, Pete could show up. Yeah, totally. Why not? You know, that mm-hmm. would be fun. Um, uh, some the other villains, I guess we haven't talked about the Beagle Boys yet. I really love the new Ma Beagle, uh, played by character ag- actress Margot Martindale. Um, but like, so there, there's a really fun Beagles Boy episode early on. Uh, which is clearly inspired by the movie The Warriors, yeah. Um, where all the various Beagle Boy factions are in town for Ma Beagle's birthday, um, and then they kind of end up chasing the kids through town. But like some, like they all have different weird. Like there's the creepy clown faction. Um, I, there, there's a bunch of different factions. I think the there's one where sports. There's extreme sports ones. There's one. Isn't there ones where they're like dweebs or something? Like really the like, ugly losers. Yeah, where they're like really dweeby <laughs> and stuff, and they're just easily thwarted. Um, but our, our three main beagles are fun too. Um, they're the basic. I don't know if they're the same like Big Top Burger, and I forget the other one. I don't know if they're the same beagles that we had before, but they're basically the same. There's a big one. There's a little like mean one, um, and then there's like a kind of a lanky one that doesn't really talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's like you know, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Baby Bear situation. Um, but they can, it's the Beagle Boys, they can just invent whatever Beagle Boy they need for whatever situation. Yeah, I feel like they are maybe the most unchanged. Yeah. From yeah. their... And they didn't need, a, they didn't need to reinvent their wheel. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they just made it, made them better. Yeah. You know? They're just, I, because they're in a, a, a well-written show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so those are kind of the main antagonists. Obviously, most there's not really a lot of bad guy bad guys, just because so a lot of the time it's like, oh, we're on it, we're climbing Mount Everest, and that's just kind of like the the bad guys of the mountain, and you know, like it's not necessarily <laughs> it's more the adventure of the, the you know adventure of the week, uh, yeah, which has been fun. I mean, season three has. Well, by far my favorite bad guy. I don't know how deep we're going in. But. Well, all right. So we, Sean, you did see the end of season two, right? Uh, yes. So you know they kind of. All right. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about the DW we, in the room, uh, real fast. 
Um, <laughs> so Darkwing Duck's my fa- one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Uh, I kind of like classic Darkwing better than DuckTales. I think it's more, more watchable now um, than DuckTales is now. Not that DuckTales 87 is a bad show. I just find Darkwing a little bit more fun because it's a, lot, a little more cartoony and slapstick. Um, but, you know, that had Launchpad in it. So it was always kind of a, a connected to the DuckTales universe. It was mo- sort of a spinoff. The creators of it did say they always viewed it as an alternate reality, which is why Launchpad can be a superhero sidekick one day in a completely different city and then be Scrooge McDuck's pilot uh, the next. Um, but they re- when the reboot, Darkwing is a classic, is a TV show Launchpad grew up with. It's very akin to like the Adam, like not so much in tone, but it reminds me a lot of like the Adam West Batman kind of show where it's like, oh yeah, this actor plays this character um, you know, Darkwing, but he grew up with the show and he incorporated a lot of like his like lessons and stuff like uh, in, into his own personality uh, in the show. So I love that they made Darkwing a part of Launchpad's character since that he was, you know, his, his sidekick, he was in like in every episode of, of the Darkwing Duck show. Like he has a little bobblehead that says, let's get dangerous. He keeps in his car. <laughs> um, I, I, I at first I was like, oh, that's a little disappointing that we don't get to, we won't get to see a proper team up. Um, but I really like. I was like, I really like how they did that. And I was like, oh, you know what? Sci-fi like they get zap- they can get zapped into the TV and have, they have to live out one of the episodes or something. Um, but in season two, there's an episode called The Duck Knight Returns, which is one of my favorite things that ever happened. And I kind of need to, to talk a little bit about this episode. So obviously, the title for that is a reference to The Dark Knight Returns of, from. Uh, Batman from DC Comics fame. It's also the first, the story, the name for the first story arc of the Jill Books uh, Darkwing Duck comics that came out when they started doing the Disney afternoon line. Um, but in this one, uh, Launchpad meets up with Jim Starling, the actor who played the original Darkwing, played by Jim uh, Cummings, the original voice actor for Darkwing. Um, they find out that the, the Darkwing Duck's getting like a big budget gritty reboot um, so they kind of go to the set to get involved with that. Uh, he's trying to get back into the limelight. But so there's a new a new actor playing Darkwing Duck in it, and they kind of split Darkwing's personality between the two actors. Whereas Jim, the original actor, is more of like the selfish narcissist, like in it for the glory version of Darkwing Duck. Whereas the other one's more of the earnest, like hero. And they gave him. They gave him this. Uh, they gave him all of the slapstick, which the new Dark Ducktales is not a slapstick show, but this character is very much in slapstick situations. But they played that off now as like the characters never give it up. Like he was inspired by by Darkwing's never giving up like attitude. Like you get knocked down, you get back up, and that's kind of how he dealt with bullies and stuff. So that's like how he can take a beating and kind of keep going. Uh, and I absolutely love that twist that they did. There is a ton of references to Darkwing in the show in that episode that I don't necessarily want to spoil right now, but I I think it's my favorite way they've done any of the reboot characters, um, and they've kind of set it up now that like Darkwing can show up uh, as, as a character uh, with with the new actor um, being him. Yeah, basically, the new actor for Darkwing. They were. Takes- takes- yeah. Yeah. It just takes being Darkwing to heart and becomes. <laughs> yeah. At the yeah. end, like he and Launchpad have to team up to deal with the, the, the problems of it, which is really exciting. 
because the two of like you know he comes out and he does the dark wing tear that flaps in the night thing and then they're like they're both like mm. they both they both like start when they both like kind of get together like let's get you know they say like uh let's get dangerous and then they kind of fanboy out to each other like oh this is so cool and then they kind of jump into action which is like <laughs> i thought was really fun um uh, but yeah, w- without doing that at the end, Launchpad's like, you know, you could probably do this for real. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. They definitely clearly are setting up them doing Darkwing episodes with Launchpad and Darkwing going on, on adventures. Um, the only thing that stinks about that, though, is a lot of his villains they showed in the TV show uh, as like fictional characters, so, like all the really crazy superpowered ones. Some of the stuff, though, from Darkwing has made it into like the reality of DuckTales. Um, like, I alluded to with the secret agent stuff. They work for the, the covert organization Shush, which is, you know, goes against Fowl, which is the secret organizations from Darkwing Duck that he was also an agent for. Um, so, that, so that's a really cool thing that they brought into the main DuckTales stuff. So like Scrooge used to work for Shush for a little bit. Um, now they have Fowl as can be recurring antagonists. You know, the Phoenix organization for World Larceny. I don't remember what Shush stands for offhand. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the world building they've done in it. I think they've set up the potential to do so many cool things. Um, like I think we mentioned, did we mention this a little bit in our Ninja Turtles podcast where like the characters are set up in such a way that you can basically do anything with them and it, and it works. I'm sure we did in one of them. Uh, I feel like they've done a similar thing. It's like they can go on like an Indiana Jones style treasure hunt. They can do a superhero episode with Gizmo Duck. Yeah, they, they can, can go to outer space. They can go to outer space. They can mm-hmm, go to mm-hmm. another dimension. They've already done time travel stuff. Like they can basically do... casually, casually time travel. Like, yeah. oh yeah, let me check out my watch real quick. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, because you know, they brought <laughs> yeah. in the time tub from the original series. It's a, uh, an invention Gyro has. So yeah, they're, they're basically the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, and they I, can do pretty much anything, which makes every episode like when a new one comes out, it's like ah, like so exciting, so exciting. <laughs> so I've been overly excited; has been gushing like crazy. What are some of your guys' favorite episodes or, or like moments uh, that we've had so far? Sean, we'll start with you since I think it's probably most fresh in your brain. Sure. Um, I. Everything with Magica has been great for me. I really like her design. Um, and like I said, she's always been kind of like just this, you know, antagonist in my head since I played, you know, the game as a kid. Um, so I was just thought she was really cool. Um, but I like seeing the character fully fleshed out, having her own motivations and her own relationship with Scrooge and everything. Everything with her is excellent. Um, I like how they handle her animation for spells. And I don't know, it was a really cool uh, uh, culmination of everything with Magicka, I'll say, uh, at the end of the first season. But uh, the other big one for me uh, is the Three Caballeros episode. Yes, I wanted to bring them up as well. Yeah, they uh, just like, they're another just super cool thing that i've known about forever and i've now you know i'm i'm an adult i can go to disneyland whenever i want you know (laughs) kind of thing and uh like now i've done my own disney research so now i i love the caballeros and it's excellent to see them get some kind of representation 
especially in this is like oh donald's really cool and he knows these guys and it's great i don't know yeah, it's, it's just it's well, so much fun well, well again the, that episode to me like really shows like the pat like people the people behind the show are are big fans of these properties because they're pulling they pull in a lot of stuff from just donald duck history in general so if you don't know three yeah. caballeros were a post-world war one or post-world war two i forget uh effort uh the government reached out to walt disney to be like a cultural ambassador to south america um so they created uh, uh jose carioca who's a brazilian and uh, panchito who's a mexican rooster um to kind of represent uh uh south or you know south and latin america um so they did a, a thing called the three caballeros and the caballero is, is a spanish gentleman um but they made them them and donald like old friends so they kind of did like a tour through various south american so sites including like mixing like live action and animation like donald and jose dance with like some actor some dancers in brazil for like a hundred hours it feels like i think <laughs> i think the special is very slow have you yeah, been to bahia yeah, yeah. Yeah, and paella, but um, <laughs> oh my god, or paella. Paella. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it, but it, <laughs> it's it's really cool that they used them. I love that they made them Donald's college band, because it sets up the fact that they, at the end they sing their Three Caballeros song. I'm like, oh, this is super exciting. It's all up, so I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna sing it. I was like, oh, they did, and I I, I enjoyed that. Um, speaking of the Three Caballeros, there's a series on Disney Plus. Uh, called the legend of the three caballeros it's just a, its own cartoon um where the, it's about them and they kind of like are world traveling adventurers it's just like own world and it's weird because there's like humans in it um but it's kind of fun yeah it was only ever premiered in the philippines even though it was made in english so it's like kind of exclusive to disney plus now so when i first got that i was kind of excited to check that out. it's a fun show it's not as good as yeah. ducktales but if you've got disney plus I, it's worth watching if yeah, you want for some, sure. more, some more Donald adventure. Um, in that, they pull more from like mythology, like Greek mythology. Like one of the first episodes is like they do the, the labyrinth, stuff like that. Um, they go to the world tree from Norse mythology, um, stuff like that. So it's fun. They have a, a fat bad guy. He's voiced by Wayne Knight and he's funny. Um, it's, a little, it's a little goofier and kiddier, but not that this DuckTales show is like... <laughs> not for like not wouldn't be able to be enjoyed by kids it's but you know what i mean when i when i say that like it's lighter I, than ducktales yeah it's a lot in, in, in its content i think and they use not in a bad uh, way they use april or uh, they use uh daisy's nieces they're her equivalent to huey dewey and louie which are rarely seen uh april may and june um but uh, it's it's fun it's fun just because the three caballeros have fun chemistry on yeah. that um you know that so so but anyway, yeah, I, I love the three Caballeros and that they come back in season three. Um, so I'm glad that they're going to be like recurring parts of the world. Um, but what about you, Kendall? What are some of your favorites there? You know, in this house. Yeah, I, I can guess it. Glom, Glomtails. I figured, I figured uh, Kayla was here. She was going to pick Glomtails specifically. It's I, that so was one of the ones I rewatched in the lead up to, to this. <laughs> I love his opening. That he makes oh, the, the, so good. the cheap version of the opening. <laughs> <laughs> just like, paints his face over everybody. Yeah. Well, I love at the end, he like in the lyrics, he like mentions that they, they ran out of money. It's just like stick figures of him. <laughs> I love his cheap 3D animation. CG is so fancy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, 
I also love, uh, we talked about the, uh, the uh, first Lena episode with uh, the, the Beagle Boy's birthday. Mm-hmm. Just the Warriors is one of my favorite movies. And yeah. It's a, the, fun, uh, it's a fun homage to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that one's really good. Um, Jack Knight, we talked about a lot of my favorite ones. Mm. Um, we haven't even talked oh. about Storkules yet. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, Doofus Drake episode. Oh my god, I forgot about oh, Doofus. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's one, one of my least favorite characters in the original. Yeah, uh, and they do him so well. He's so—I don't want to spoil him because he's so different. Um, yeah, he's great, <laughs> but in such a way that's different. I also love um, House of the the Lucky Gladstone because Gladstone Gander is one of my favorite characters from the from the comics. Uh, it's donald's cousin um so the duck family tree is actually like a big thing and like i forget exactly how he fits into it um i can pull up one of my books and it's in the back of all of them um (laughs) but he 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 is donald's cousin um but er he's so lucky everything in life is just handed to him so every character hates him including uncle scrooge and everyone's like oh fucking gadstone like he just coasts through life and like he's so smug about it um, so I'm super glad they use him and Paul F. Tompkins just plays him and he's like, he does it just like the voice. I, everyone they cast is perfect in this show. I'm, I'm yeah. so glad that they, they're using him. I think he showed up in one or two episodes of the original series, but like Scrooge hates him because Scrooge doesn't like people that don't work for their, for their money. Cause he's got a very strong worth it, work ethic. Um, I also, they also use uh, Goldie uh, who's again, was a love interest from the Yukon era for Scrooge. I like that they made her more of like a, a rival adventurer for him uh, rather than just like this lost love that he used to have. Um, oh, yeah, there's so much fun stuff from the comics. They brought in Cousin Feathery as like this weird guy who lives at the bottom of the ocean. He's from like, he's from the European comics. Um, they bring in a, uh, in one of the time travel episodes played by John Hodgman. Um, they bring in Rockefeller, I think is his name. It's a pun on Rockefeller. Uh, Rockefeller. He's from more recent comics. Um, they said they, they bring in stuff from all over the place. It's not just a reboot of the 89 show. Although what is exciting is they do show uh, Launchpad's driver's license at one point, and his birthday is the premiere day of the, the 89 cartoon. Because oh, he was invented for that, so it kind of is his birthday. Yeah. But even then, that puts him, that puts him at our age, which kind of lines up with his personality yeah. in the show. We are... I feel like we skipped over the best thing they brought from the original show. What's that? The theme song. I thought you might say Yeah. I'm so happy they kept the theme song. I was wondering if they were going to, like, the whole time in the lead up to it. This was like, they don't have... It's like, it's so iconic and a big part of the DuckTales identity, but, like, they don't have to bring it back. Because I'm sure if they... I'm sure people complain about it that it's not the same. I do like the new version of it. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Love it. I will say one of my favorite things about like that, the new theme song and the opening in general is they will change it for the episodes. Like in the Christmas one, they had, they changed it to a Christmas song, a Christmas version of the theme song sung by Richard cheese, which is amazing. But like they put like snowflakes and like change it up a little bit as the series goes on, they'll add characters to the theme song. Like to like visually to it, 
Because like yeah. I think they had, well, no, I think Gizmo Duck was always in it because I think he always shoots the laser beam out of the panel. Um, but I'm not going to spoil some of the characters they add to it because they become important recurring characters. Um, but like the Darkwing episode, they changed it from the classic DuckTales font to the Darkwing Duck font. Um, <laughs> Glom Tales, they changed it to be all cheap and like, you know, no, Glom Gold <laughs> singing it with different lyrics. So it's all about him. Um, but yeah, it's one of the things I like. I like that they play with it. I think that's really cool. It makes it so you don't want to just hit skip episode. Um, have you, I was gonna, actually, I had notes. I was going to ask, like, yeah. have you guys skipped the intro? Never. Never. When, when I, I first, never, never do it. When I first, it watch, when I first watch it, I don't. Um, because I was trying to cram in a couple of episodes for this, for this yeah, one. I was a little bit. Yeah. But, but generally, I don't. I like the theme song. It's yeah. so good. It's, it's, it's the best. It's just the best. It's probably the best like theme song ever written in terms of just being like an earworm it's like immediately you everyone knows it it gets stuck in your head like it does the everyone theme knows song the thing perfectly the first episode's yeah. called woohoo yeah I was, i'm thinking about calling this episode ducktales reboot but i don't think that'll come through on text <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but speaking of glom tales we should probably talk about that episode a little bit it's a little bit of a culmination of the of this so of an ongoing season two plot where I think it's a year that the bet between Scrooge and, and Glamgold or who yeah. can make the most money in a year, the other one gets, they get each other's fortune. Um, but it's like to beat, to beat Scrooge, he's like, I got to make a family. Family's the greatest scheme of all. So it's sort of like a villain team up episode. And it's really fun uh, yeah. to see these characters play off each other for the first time, basically. Um, so you kind Isn't of Louie part of the team too. Yeah, Louie winds up being part of the team, and and but without spoiling too much of it. Um, but it's a that was one of the episodes I rewatched in doing it. Um, and the episode after that, uh, they bring up a character from the comics, which I just assumed we would never see because he's relatively culturally insensitive. In the comics, there's a, a thing called Bombi the Zombie who's made by like a bunch of Islanders, a voodoo Islanders that Scrooge swindled in his past. It's just this zombie that like is always coming to get him. And so Scrooge is always trying to stay one step ahead of him. And this, it became a something that like, it's like this force that goes against, like that tries to, to antagonize the richest person in the world. Um, because he's something you can't be reasoned with. You can't be, can't be bought. I uh, forget the rhyme that they gave him. I think it's. A, I think it might even be the original rhyme. But basically, his whole point is, is he's some again something you can't buy. It's just it's essentially there to keep you humble. But somebody else becomes the richest duck in the world, and like doesn't realize that this is a thing. And Scrooge had him kind of like locked up, and they're like, "Well, cut the funding to this. We're wasting all this money here." Um, so it was. I was just excited because that was something I was like, "We'll never see that. There's no way you can do this thing." Yeah. In, in 2020 or 2019 or whenever that episode came out. But I was really excited with how they changed him um, and, and that he was in it at all. And it was a good, ep- it was one, it's one of my favorite episodes. Again, I don't want to talk about it too much without spoiling the episode itself. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of ties into the culmination of that season. Yeah. And even like, I mean, that is really set up in the beginning of the series. The mm-hmm. Like that's the the rival rivalry between Scrooge and, and Glomgold really comes to a head in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like honestly, I, it's kind of like the ultimate Glomgold move, where you know the supervillain team up. 
I don't know how he's going to top that one. I mean, you know, he, he leaves Kirsten Scrooge McDuck or whatever. So, you know, he's so popular. He's, he's got to come back. Um, sure. And, you know, I think he's a big fan favorite. So, he, you know, I, I, I would be sad if we never saw him again. I, I can't no, remember. I think, I think he shows up in season three after. I can't remember. I, I know he's a big part of the finale to season two, right? I forget. I, I, was, I wanted to rewatch it. I don't want to talk too much about the finale of season two because it is amazing. Yeah, I... Mm. All right, I'm gonna, we're going to do a spoiler section at some point um, because there is a character that's major to the show we have not discussed that I have a lot of things I want to say about. Um, but basically, we'll, we'll get to that part. Uh, uh, maybe we'll do that now, whatever. Um, unless sure. there's anything else you guys want to talk about we can do before we, we, we dip in to the, the spoilers. I think you guys know what I want to bring up. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me just... Uh... Yeah, I think I think uh, it's going to be hard to progress without yeah. going into spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. and we're not going to go into spoilers too much for season three because it's not over. Um, Sean, you haven't even seen it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I don't I don't want to get too much into that. But all right, so we're going to start like full on spoilers from here on out. Um, so if this is a show you want to to watch you know like less spoiled now than than we already done it i don't think we've done a, we spoiled a couple of episodes but like i don't think anything that would ruin any of the big plot twists for the show no. um so I, I think if this is something you want to watch um find where to watch it i know it's on disney plus it might be on demand on comcast i know the new season is um but I, it's seek it out watch it i i it's a reboot done right it's definitely made by people who give who are passionate about the property that they're working on um, so I, I highly recommend uh, watching it. Um, and from here on out, we're going to be doing spoilers. Yeah. It, and yeah, if you haven't watched it, you don't, d- don't listen to us. We're just three dudes talking about, just go watch it. It's, <laughs> yeah. Turn us off. Go watch it. It's, it's so good. So one of the main, or, so we're in spoiler territory. So one of the main stories for the first season is what happened to Della Duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mother. Um, uh, she, the big, see, to me, the big question is who is their father? Because in the comics, we know that Scrooge or that Donald's got a sister named Della and she's their mother and something happened to her. Uh, there is an, I think it's Spanish. There was a Spanish comic where uh, she left the kids with Donald and went on an adventure into into space never to return. Oh, really? So without getting too much spoilers, I guess, uh, she finds out we find out she's been crashed on the moon, which is where she's been their whole lives. Um, and I think I texted you, Kendall, when they revealed that she's on the moon. I was like, Oh my god, do you think that she's on the moon just as a reference to the the DuckTales video game? Even though I knew it was from the comic. And I was like, you know, because that was a deliberate move that they did. She wasn't lost on the moon. She was just lost in space in that. I was like, all right. In my head, I'm like, that's going to be the only reference. The moon theme is her, is Della Duck's personal theme. I was not thinking we were going to hear the Capcom moon theme from the NES game. And when that came on in her episode, where like they show like what happened to her like over the course of the, thir- the 10, I think they said 10 years. I think the kids are 10 uh, of being stuck on the moon. I was so excited. Um, but no, uh, so Della comes you know Della becomes a main character in the show and it's interesting to see she's more or less a brand new character uh we've never 
never seen her in the you know in, interact with the, the boys at all so it's interesting to watch her like she was so she was like a big adventurous character she would go on adventures with donald and uncle scrooge um when she got lost in space that's when they they had their big falling out they all donald blamed scrooge um scrooge blamed himself so he kind of withdrew from the family donald took the kids they were eggs at the time and and you know basically has been their dad ever since um but one of the things in the comics like so the, again they always have the family tree and della duck was always on it but the father was always there was always a branch in front of him so you, you never they specifically always obscured who that character is so we've never had any idea who huey doing louis father is um not that we need to i don't think i i wouldn't care if they're like what happened to Della's husband um, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think she's a really fun addition to the show. Um, I like the episode. I like when she comes back, there's like an episode with her and like each of the boys, they kind of need to get to know each other for the first time, basically. Yeah. Um, but that's, I know that that's a big mystery that the boys are trying to solve. Throughout yeah. it. And there's conflict amongst them themselves because like some of them aren't sharing things and, Oh, such good character moments uh, throughout it. Like, I love the episode where uh, Scrooge meets his parents um, who are still yeah. alive because he removed, the, relocated the castle. But, like, it's cursed or something, so it gave them immortality. So he's like, oh, God, I still have to deal with my parents. <laughs> um, that's also the episode where Launchpad has to pretend to be Donald Duck, and that's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And just <laughs> the Donald thing is like, like a normal person. <laughs> um, but no, it's a, it's a great episode for the kids. I, again, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too much in spoilers for that. Um, but we can talk about the end of the end of the season stuff now that we're in spoiler territory, if you guys would like. So if you guys, so Sean, yeah, I know I you're a big magic guy. Yeah. I just, I, th- well, I wanted to say earlier uh, when we were talking about Webby. Yeah. Webby like destroys magicka like she's the only one who can get a punch in but she lands several she kicks magicka in the ribs and it's amazing like i so i'm in love with webby because of that like she's excellent but also just magicka is really cool i don't know she's just cool yeah i don't think she's the most deep character in the world but i really liked her relationship with lena that was really scary i remember reading on twitter about um like notes from the the team who make who work on the show about how you know like how when Magica takes over Lena uh, and whenever she pours out it like comes out of, like her eyes comes out of her eyes yeah. and her mouth and stuff it's really yeah. scary creepy oh no like, uh, there's some great scary stuff like they have yeah yeah like it's it's so cool I forget if they said they had to push really hard to be able to do that scary stuff or if they didn't have to push it all and disney was like oh that's creepy do it <laughs> you know or whatever <laughs> that but either way like me, but <laughs> yeah i mean gravity falls it's... has got some scary stuff in it yeah i would say sure. that's a very comparable show to this yeah mm-hmm. the uh that's that's a big reason i had so much faith uh in this show because uh disney's animated series leading up to this have just been some real quality stuff and yeah, yeah. DuckTales yeah. is like cream of the crop like yeah yeah it, yeah it's hard to, it's hard to really compare the two because Gravity Falls told a much tighter story and is done 
Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's got kind of a similar tone to it. And uh, it's again, another great character show. So actually Kendall, you and your wife are the ones that uh, convinced me to start watching Gravity Falls. And I'm so happy you have. Um, great. Yeah. I think I, was at, I think I was at your house when we were watching it. And at the end, Shmebulak is throwing up a rainbow for the entire end credits. It's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to keep watching this show. Um, but again, talking about DuckTales now. But yeah, so, you know, again, the first season's building up for Magicka coming into her, her power, as it were. Yeah. They're the t- ticking clock of like, the full moon because um, her power is over the shadows in the shadow realm. So she like makes everyone's shadows come to life and is evil. Mm-hmm. Like... So we want to talk about Donald's voice a little bit because that's when we uh Ooh. <laughs> or do oh, so good. Oh, spoils- huh? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out Donald's voiced by Don Cheadle. Um, <laughs> this whole time. Jo- uh, gyro makes years. Gyro makes a device to put in his throat so people can understand him, which is called like the Barksian device. Obviously a reference to the Carl Barks from the comics. But all of a sudden, like he's super like but yeah, Don Cheadle does his voice and he says all these cool things and people are like have you been saying all these cool things this whole time? I like Dewey mentions is like, you know, I kind of, or like some of the kids are like, I get every other word. Sometimes you just got to get it from context, which is kind of how you have to understand Donald to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's um, so great. If I'm recalling co- correctly, Don Cheadle goes into some classic Donald, like, yeah, just he, he explodes like, he, like, he throws around his yeah. yeah yeah oh fooey <laughs> he says you know. oh, yeah. he does yeah. it yeah something real big happens he looks at the camera's like oh fooey yeah, yeah. but uh, it's just Don Cheadle it's, so it's one of the oh. one of the best gags to ever exist oh my oh. god that that was like one of the most brilliant things I've seen on mm-hmm. television I don't yeah. think I would have come up with a the gag to have Donald even have a regular speaking voice as a joke for a minute. Uh, and B, I definitely would not have come up with doing it with Don Cheadle because, like, what a random thing, but, like, it works so well. And, like, he's got yeah. such a good voice for it. Um, uh, oh, I, again, we don't want to get into season three stuff, but they do something similar to that uh, later. Um, yeah, so that the, – the, so when Della's on the moon, she meets a bunch of, like, people that live on the moon. They live in a city of gold, which is another thing from the comics. Um Essentially, like they're being duplicitous, and uh, they eventually, they eventually, the culmination of season two is the there's an invasion by the people, the people of the moon, and all of the heroes kind of team up. So I got to see Darkwing and the the Ducktales crew like finally do something. There's a part where uh, Scrooge and Darkwing have to trade costumes because he needs to like slip in undetected, <laughs> and he does the pogo bounce on things from the game. I was yeah. like, I was so excited. Um, that was like all I wanted. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the that was more exciting though for the setup for season three, where they set up that Val was essential is essentially like pulling all the strings, like in their world behind the scenes. Um, they show a bunch of villains that are involved with that, including the Phantom Blot from Mickey Mouse fame, uh, and one of them named Steelbeak from Darkwing Duck, who worked for Val in that. Which there was a lot of foul agents in Darkwing. I'm hoping that they can bring out, um, but Steelbeak does show up in season three. Um, another classic sitcom uh, guy. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he's Dennis Feinstein in Parks and Rec. He's Derek in The Good Place. Um, he's, a- he's Adrian Pimento in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, 
and he's great. He's so different from classic Steelbeak. I, I was wondering yeah. if they were going to give him the same Brooklyn accent like they did. They didn't even try, which is fine. Like I said, I like when they give us something new, but I don't want to get too much into that episode for spoilers' sake. Isn't the uh... – wasn't there like an evil bull who's part of? Yeah, there was a couple Daryl? other characters. I'm not remembering what they were. Those yeah, are the two I'm that stuck sure out to me. Yeah. But there was also a foul agent that they showed earlier that was trying to get the juice from the gummy bears that makes them bounce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she shows, <laughs> she's one of the characters that kind of comes out of the shadows and you see them. Um, but yeah, uh, well, the, I mean, the, in classic foul fashion, the, the, guy, the three heads of it, like you never see them out of shadow. In this, they're characters we've known. And when they reveal that they're in foul, they kind of go into shadow. And I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and so far, that's this, the third season's been kind of, uh, has been um, uh, paying this off where like they're working against the McDuck family. Um, but it's exciting now that we've got Donald and Della are back and like everyone's kind of like, they're at, the, they're at like the height of their like power as it were yeah so yeah. it'll be interesting to see the kids have more friends lena is a more regular character uh webby has a new friend i don't remember who she is like what her name is oh uh, the library yeah um, i cannot remember her name oh. the, one, the one that lena gets real jealous of i like that um the junior woodchucks now aren't just like the boy scouts like she's she's a member of them as well so it's like it's like a, a multi-gendered thing um, mm-hmm. I like that Launchpad's still like Scoutmaster for it, which is fun. Um, I like that casually it's revealed in a, a Junior Woodchuck's event that she has two dads. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, that's always nice. Just as subtle representation. Not that they need to make – they're also like 10. I don't want them to have <laughs> relationships with anyone yet um, other than like, you know, their parents and stuff. I also love that the, the kids – relationship with donald like they're clearly embarrassed by him all the time but like they do care about him he is basically their dad um because that does show through sometimes in in conversation and stuff it's not like just scrooge kind of replaced them as like their parental figure you know yeah especially when they kind of have they have a falling back out um at one point right right before the the first season ends and they kind of but then you know magica shows up and they kind of all need to come together to save the day um, but yeah, ah. what else do we want to talk about that's spoilery? I mean, there's so much Disney afternoon stuff in it. We mentioned Don Carnage. I uh, mentioned the gummy bears are referenced in it. Um, season three has some more stuff. I don't necessarily yeah. want to spoil. Same as a, and there, it even like is expanding beyond uh, Disney afternoon. Um, there's like a really big. Uh, Disney star who shows up in season three. But he's really what you're talking about. I've oh, seen so, that. So let's talk about it. I didn't want to spoil it. Unlike Twitter and whatever. Yeah. But so, uh, so, yeah, so, and Scott and I have talked about it. Yeah. So Goofy shows up. Um, so cool. So good. There's an, there's an episode where it's they're on a sitcom for some reason and Goofy's their wacky neighbor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which is a great one because the, the, the show they're on is called Quack Pack and the kids are dressed in their Quack Pack outfits. And like the characters from the original series are in their original series outfits, and that's kind for, of fun. For those who don't know, Quack Pack was an awful. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, like mid ninety, mid to late nineties update of 
DuckTales. Yeah, because we had Teenage Huey, Dewey, and Louie and with Donald Duck. There's no Uncle Scrooge. But, like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it was bad. I remember not liking it as a kid, but I'd watch, I kept trying to watch it. Yeah, it definitely was trying to, like, it was trying to be like, too oh, bad. if we take the success of DuckTales and Goof Troop, yeah. we're going to have this mm. mega hit. And it was just. But I love that Goof. But I love that it's Goof Troop, Goof Troop, Goofy, because he like Max doesn't show up, but he clearly like talks to Donald about being a dad, and he shows like a bunch of like you know the the uh, accordion type of photograph thing in his wallet. It's got a bunch of pictures of Max, and it's got that girl Roxanne from the movie, which is cool. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's exciting, and it's cool. It's just cool to see that version of Goofy again, because I loved Goof Troop as a kid. Um, yeah, I, I I kind of feel like they're starting to. Like, I feel like Goofy is a dad is starting to become the norm for him because yeah. I know Max shows up in like a Christmas special or something. Yeah, yeah one of maybe the in CG a couple ones. of them. I think I know in one of the CG ones Max comes back, but like mm-hmm. Goofy's had such a weird career in shorts. When he was like George Geef for a while, and he was like a Family Man and had kids mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it's. Goofy's got a weird history with his, uh, with his stuff, but like that's part of what makes Goofy fun. But like I, I think people of a certain age, like us, like really love the, a Goofy movie. Um, yeah. Like that's and it's a great movie, but like I think Disney's kind of realizing that, and because the, they bring up Powerline in it. Um, yeah. Like, you know the, the 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 concert they're trying to go to because there's a part where like Del, I forget who Dell is bonding with, but they listen to that in the the plane. Uh, like to listen to a song from it, and they're both like singing and doing the dance move uh, from it. So that that's I kind of forgot about. It. I think that happened in season two. That yeah, that's your first goofy, goofy extended media reference. Um, <laughs> like goofy like Mickey Mouse media. hasn't shown up in it, but there's a part where Donald's been like stuck on an island for a while and makes a Mickey Mouse out of melons. Yeah. So it's like so it's like a melon and like two melons for the ears. Yeah, and they definitely make, supposed to be like a play on Wilson from Castaway. Yeah, yeah. But. yeah, and it's fun because it's the Mickey's voice actor plays his voice in it, which who plays the new, the young Darkwing, um, who I guess since we're in spoiler territory is revealed to be Drake Mallard. So they're definitely setting up that like Darkwing's going to be a real thing uh, in their oh, world. And the, uh, what's the Jim Cummings guy's name? Jim, Jim Starling, yeah. Jim Starling at the end of his episode. Yeah, so he's presumed he's, like, he's yeah he's presumed dead because there was a big explosion. He kind of saved them both from, um, but like because he's kind of his his mind kind of lost he kind of lost his mind and has become Negaduck, which is exciting because he's like what a brilliant way to yeah, well he's like they, he's like they want grim and gritty I'll give them that and then like he like <laughs> because he does just Jim just does a subtle subtle thing with his voice and then he is Negaduck because he voiced both characters uh, originally. Um, and it's uh, it's so good, but like there's they set that up throughout that episode, even so much for him like using a chainsaw at one point. Um, ah, oh, it's so good. I, but like they just set it up in such a way that he's not irredeemable, at least not yet. It's not like he's murdered a bunch of people yet. <laughs> um, but like yeah, he could show up as as a recurring villain for you know like Darkwing doesn't even need to show up. Like he can just fight Scrooge for some reason. Um, I, I I'm excited for the Darkwing stuff they could potentially do. Yeah. yeah, same. I'm a big certain, fan of Dark. Because there's certain characters like mm. they can bring in like Taurus Bulba as just like a mob boss guy. Because there's you know like some of his less like outlandish supervillains that they haven't already shown. 
because I think they showed Megavolt, Liquidator, and Cracker Jack as a TV as TV show characters. I think. He, he, is Taurus Bulba? He's the big bull guy. Yeah, he's the bull. Yeah. I think he might be part of Foul. Oh yeah, I think they've they've revealed he's part of Foul in the original Darkwing stuff. Because there's a part where he gets like blown up or something and comes back as like a cyborg. Yeah, I yeah, think he might series. be part of Foul in Doctor. I, I don't think they showed him in Foul yet, but that oh. would be cool. I'd be down. Um, they, to be fair, we haven't seen a lot of Foul yet. Um, even though we've seen like a lot of their machinations, um, I love the new version of Steelbeak. Um, so I, I'm excited to see more of him. Um, and that episode is nothing but references to other Disney afternoon things. Oh yeah, which very special guest appearance. Not even that, but like because of the spy, this Launchpad's like pretending to be a spy in it named Double O Duck. Which is a reference to the Double O Duck episode where he was a, a spy, which is, a, you know, he did James Bond thing. But that was the spinoff they were working on that became Darkwing Duck. Double mm. O Duck. So to me, that's fun that he's fighting a Darkwing character in that. Since that was like what that show was originally going to be. But I, I like that they made Darkwing more of like a, the spirit like slash Batman character. Even though he is a secret agent because he works for Shush and Matt. Um, anything else spoilery? The end of uh season two. I I guess we can go into the uh the the fallout from the Glom Tales episode. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Um, Louis tricks them both and becomes the Louis. Yeah, Louis has had this arc where he wants to be rich and he comes up with all these schemes but they're all like easy get rich quick things yeah Mm. and his family starts getting like real sick of it and then he just comes up with the best scheme and he he ends up as the richest duck in the world (laughs) that's when that's when bombi comes after him now yeah Mm -hmm. and it's so good and yeah and I, i feel like in the grand finale he has to like it, basically, his attitude kind of separates him from his family. But mm-hmm. yeah, during the the moon invasion, they all come back together. Yeah, as we'll say, because I, I know I mentioned that the, you know they they modeled the the kids' personalities off aspects of Scrooge McDuck, but they gave him like a negative thing that kind of holds them back, just so they can have a character arc. Obviously, as as you know, Louis' big thing is he's got to learn to like work the value of hard work. Dewey has to learn uh, more about thinking and not just rushing into situations. Um, Lou, or Huey has to like work about, you know, uh, not being so rigid and being able to like improvise and, and, and stuff like that, like loosen up a bit. Like yeah. these, aren't, these aren't deep things, but the fact that they have character arcs that still aren't done, like it, it's exciting because then there are more char- like, I love characters that build throughout the series, even though like, yeah. even though the adventures may be episodic, um, Sean, do you know about one of the major Disney characters they bring about in season three in the Return of the Three Caballeros episode? Because I don't want to necessarily spoil Maybe it not. I know. I think the rescuers show up at some point. Yeah, if that's a different rescue spoiler. rangers show up at one point. But um, <laughs> uh, they, they, bring, they showed Donald and Daisy meet for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't know if you knew she was in it. Um, easily the best version of Daisy Duck I think we've ever got, where she's just not mm-hmm. a horrible nag. 
because <laughs> uh, that's a, she's always been again just kind of like give Donald like just more things to be put upon. Um, he has to have like a really troubled relationship. It's like the inverse of Mickey and Minnie, where they're just on the same page all the time. Uh, Daisy and Donald are not. Yeah, this is a lot mm. more believable that they'd be. Yeah, and that they kind of would be attracted for each other when they have their meet cute. Um, yeah. But it's also got the, the episode also has the return of the three caballeros in it, so it's a good episode to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jose and Panchito are fun. I hope they show up more often. I have a feeling they might do like a a, a classic Simpsons style setup for their seasons. So like the the Simpsons they used to have like, all right, we're gonna have a sideshow Bob season, we're gonna have an itchy and scratchy season, we have to have a vacation episode. They might have a three caballeros episode. They might have a Darkwing Duck episode. You know, they probably have an episode like for each character, like to be like more of the main character. Hmm. Um, but I'm not going to know that until they're done season three because season three has been a little different so far. It's been more like a team up, like a group adventure each episode, which I've liked. Um, more guest stars. Jaleel White shows up as a character, which is super fun. Kendall had to point out to me that it was Jill White, Jaleel White, because I didn't pick up. Unless oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Unless he's doing the Urkel voice, I don't recognize his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I know the episode. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, he plays a character in the Quack Pack episode. Yeah. Which I think is like episode one or two of the new season. I think it's, it's episode early. two. It's early, I remember. The first episode is like Junior Woodchuck. Oh, it, yeah, like, first sets up the Woodchucks, yeah. Sets yeah, up like a, a season-long quest. Kind yeah, of. another another season-long quest, which they haven't done. It shows it's a quest for the family to do. They don't really know about the foul plot yet, um, but there are episodes dealing with the foul plot against the family. It's just they, they the main characters don't know yet, um, which is which is going to be fun when that stuff starts coming together. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, how do we feel about? Uh... Now that we're in spoiler territory, uh, Duckworth. Oh, having a ghost butler? I like that. I love it. Um, It's fun that he's got like a monster form. So like he can battle things. But I like that he's just kind of, he's still doing the butler thing. Because he's a ghost, he just kind of comes and goes. Like he doesn't need to be there all the time. Which is kind of what he was in the original DuckTales too. He was never important. He just like... Occasionally shows up, does a sarcastic, you know, witty remark or whatever. Um, it is fun in the in the the Glam Tales episode when they like storm the mansion. Like he comes out and like Magic is like, "Oh, a demon butler! How exciting!" And just throws out a gem that's like a ghost trap and just sucks him up. Yeah. Mm. Like, so so it gives like Magic has something to do since he does magic things. You know, I I think it's fun. I think they can probably do more things with him. Um, oh my god, we can talk about the the. The ghosts of Pat Christmas past, present, and future. Now, oh, that was amazing. That's yeah. That might be my favorite episode. It's called Last Christmas, which I don't know if it's reference to Wham, or just because they're going back to past Christmases. And mm-hmm. it so in the beginning of it, Scrooge is set up as like he actually says bomb humbug and Moby's like oh, he said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but like so, so Scrooge hates Christmas and like is getting away from the family and they're celebrating or whatever. Um, it's discovered that. Uh, he hangs out with the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future on, and they go to different Christmas parties like throughout time, uh, which is kind of fun because he's like, it's my one night off, which I mentioned earlier. Um, so they go back to 
a Christmas party that Scrooge had when they were younger. You get to see young Scrooge or young uh, Donald and young Della. Yeah. Which Donald's a lot of fun in it, but he's voiced by, she's, unfortunately she's since passed. I forget her name, but she, she used to do Minnie Mouse and she did the three nephews before. Uh, which yeah. was but like, again, like Don Cheadle, she gets to say, oh, fooey and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy and stuff. Mm. And a much more, uh, and she does the Donald like mad scream. Where he does the one arm like hanging, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a lot. It's oh, it's so good. It's also it's, this show. I'm a big sucker for Christmas stuff, but like it's, you know, so the message is about like you know the value of family at at the holidays. But like I'm a, I love Christmas Carol. It might be my favorite story ever, and Mickey's Christmas Carol is probably my favorite version of it, just because it's 20 minutes and it gives you everything you need. And also Scrooge plays Scrooge. It's the part he was born to play. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so there's references to that because in that the the Crows of Christmas Past is Jiminy Cricket, and he's a cricket in this. Um, the character the, the character designs kind of are reminiscent of their rem, their their designs in Mickey's Christmas Carol uh, for the Ghost of Christmas Past and Present and Future. Um, and then the end credits um, are like the sketched out way that the credits are in that special. Oh, we're talking about the openings being redone. That's when they had the Christmas one with, with Richard Cheese, and it's like got snowflakes and all kinds of stuff in it, which is mm-hmm. again a lot of fun that they they play with that stuff. But yeah, now any other episodes you guys want uh, wanted to hit up before while while we're in full spoilers? I mean, it's hard to pick them. I know they're, they're all. I don't know. Are there any stinkers to anybody? I struggle to think of some that are just like, there's episodes yeah, I mean, that are lesser, but I would say there's any that are Yeah. Better. Like, there are some episodes that, like, hit a little bit less. Um, yeah. You know, there's no, you know, oh, shoot, that's goofy, and there's nothing like that in, you know, every single episode. Yeah. Um, but they're still way not- better than, like, your average yeah. other cartoon. They're still way funny. The animation's always great. The polish is there. Um, yeah, there's no episode I would say is bad. There's just episodes that are better than the average episode. Yeah, yeah there are episodes fun. that are like, oh, that was good. And then there are episodes that are like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is ridiculous that DuckTales yeah. and like. Yeah. Brilliant cartoon. It's mm-hmm. really good. Highly recommend I love it. it. It's, I would, all right. So I think it's, I don't know how bold a statement this is. But in terms of like reboots, I think this is the best reboot of anything we've got. I know we're both Ninja, we're all Ninja Turtles guys. That has a lot of really solid reboots in it. I think I like the Ducktales one in terms of just looking at it as like how it takes the source material and like re- reimagines it. I think it's my favorite of so anything. I can. I mean, I like Ninja Turtles more than Ducktales, but mm. yeah. I I'm not I can't say that any Ninja Turtles reboot is done better than the DuckTales reboot. Yeah. Yeah, that's also what I mean. Oh. Like you can like mm-hmm. other things more, but I'm trying to think of other like reboots. Like I know it's not a high bar, but reboots are usually are notorious for like stinking. Yeah, this I mean and I think it's it's almost the the perfect thing to reboot. Like Yeah. Everyone fondly remembers the original show and just like these characters have been around for so long that like 
it's not really taboo to I feel like with anything else, it's like, oh, they're rebooting this. Like, yeah. I like Thundercats I Roar. Like nerds yeah. who are like, oh, I can't believe they, yeah. you know, did this. And Oh, I'm sure this show had a lot of those people too. Definitely. I, I mean, I'm but sure there's... it did, but it's more mm-hmm. acceptable to reboot these Disney properties that are kind of older than like fandoms. Yeah. Like Disney properties like they're older than like your Marvel universe, your DC, like, yeah, like a lot of these characters have existed before. Like, you know, what's funny. I was thinking about this when the Sony Marvel movie rights kerfuffle that I think happened last year is uh Disney works so hard to extend out the copyright thing uh, for before things go into public domain. Cause Mickey mouse should have been in it for years that if they didn't do that, Spider-Man would have been in the public domain by now, and they could have mm. just used him and not have to worry about Sony. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I did think that that was funny, but you're right. They've been around for freaking ever. Like yeah. almost, Mickey Mouse has been around for almost 100 years. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. It's, that it's rat insane. is 90. Yeah. Um, so is there anything in the future that you guys are looking forward to from this franchise? I think the thing I would like to see the most isn't even necessarily something that would be in the show. I want a new game in the vein Ooh. of the classic DuckTales games. You can either play all yeah. of Scrooge, or I would love it if you could switch between different characters and they have different abilities. And it's like kind of a Metroidvania like adventure type of game. Or maybe yeah, even think- like a... Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze thing where you like yeah team up with the different nephews for different abilities or something yeah some some would be cool yeah. I, that's what I really want that I especially after seeing all the love that the NES game got in the show that I did not yeah. expect um I, not that Capcom needs to make it I think someone like WayForward who helped make the the uh the the remake for the original game mm-hmm. um, and they also make some of my favorite games um, like the Shantae series, as an example, um, they, they make some really high quality games with lots of great animation. Like I think they're the studio to, to do a new DuckTales. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. That's my dream thing for the, this franchise to go for next. I don't know if you've seen it, but they're like the, the creators of the show made a pitch for a new game. Oh really? I have and not seen it, that. It keeps getting like, denied but it looks beautiful it's like using back like backgrounds from the show and high quality and it's 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 exactly what you're talking about and uh it looks amazing i'll, I'll try and find it and send you a link but uh yeah, i would love to see that because yeah uh, yeah i would love that's that's what i would like i mean in terms of for the show um i'd like to see more i mean i'd like to see more classic disney and donald duck specifically stuff brought into it but really, I just want to see whatever the creators have next. Like they've yeah. not let me down so far. But I don't know if there's anything in particular you guys would like love to see them try to tackle or reincorporate uh, into the into the series, or what you would love like to see. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing a great job. Um, I am hoping in this season. So not saying that any nephew is more important, but um, I feel like season one, 
Dewey played like a huge part in the overarching story. I agree with that. Season two, it was Louie. So I'm hoping we see Huey kind of get a nice like big arc this season. So That'd be nice. I wouldn't say we've seen a much much more of him proportionally than the others yet so far this season. Yeah, I just feel like. Uh, but I know what you mean. Like they're they're not like. Yeah, all the characters get spotlight episodes and they all get to contribute. But I definitely know what you mean. Like Dewey's more the spearhead for uh, finding what happened to their mother. Louie had much more of a character, uh, much more character focus and like his schemes had more fallout throughout multiple episodes. Yeah, so I would love yeah. to see Huey. And I think there is, like he's like a junior woodchuck and... That yeah. plays a big role in the first episode, which yeah, he kind of sets up their like treasure hunting thing. So maybe that he'll he'll play more of a, a uh, an a role on that end of it. Yeah, that I mean that's all. That's all I'm really like. Oh, I hope like I yeah. I don't know. They've kind of I don't know if there's any like character you'd like to see them bring see more of, or a character that hasn't shown up yet you'd like to see them to, to tackle. Like, I, don't know I want to like, see Mickey. I would say I don't know if you want Mickey to show up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I if think I they could do cool things, but yeah. also I'm I'm totally fine if we don't see mm-hmm. see Mickey. For I me, mean, I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, go no, 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 no. That's fine. I was just gonna say something about Mickey Mouse, but yeah. Um, I do worry about maybe. Mick, but maybe this could even be the plot of a Mickey episode. Um, like Mickey Mouse is just like huge, you know what I mean? Maybe I, I he's worry like a big celebrity in that. World. I mean, it, they could definitely play that into the plot. It's just like that would be my concern with a Mickey episode. Is like, is Mickey too big for for Ducktales? What do you I mean, just like? That said, mm. I would love to see an episode where if they bring Goofy back as a bit more of a recurring character, I'd love to see an episode where it's like a classic Goofy Mickey Donald like adventure, like maybe they're ghost hunters or whatever, some of their classic ah. adventures. That might be yeah. fun. Or they like reference like their history together. Um, oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah like, I, I think I, I'm, I think they could do I'm, something fun with Mickey. I don't know. I just want to see what like, his role is. Yeah. In, in this world, like... Well, Sean, we, if you brought Mickey into it, what would you, what would you want to do with him? I really don't know. I, I feel like I would make him just kind of exist. Like, I don't know. Like, I like how Goofy is... I mean, and again, this is, you know, it was kind of different, but, like, he was just kind of a neighbor. Well, Like, I, I don't think... Like, a big guest star for them. Like, you gotta have a big guest. Yeah. Because it was because the episode yeah. turned around being a TV show. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that implies that people know who Goofy is. I mean, obviously, the audience, us, knows Goofy knows goofy um because like i Mm -hmm. do really like mickey donald and goofy's dynamic in the mickey mouse shorts that have been they've been doing which is the only time i've ever really liked mickey shorts um they're really good they're also Mm -hmm. on Disney plus you should watch them um but they're kind of the opposite of this where it's just like goofy one-off things they're very much in the vein of like old school cartoons which is fine it's a totally different thing um which Scrooge and the kids show up once or twice in it to be jokes. Um, I love the one with the Mickey, Donald, Goofy all switch bodies because uh, Pete punched them so hard they just their brains just went into each other. Uh, so Goofy's Donald, 
and Donald's <laughs> life is just terrible. So there's a part where like Scrooge shows up and like, where's the five bucks you owe me? And the kids show up and they hit him with spitballs. And like Daisy's yelling at him and like everyone's just like coming at him at once. He's like, oh my God. And like, <laughs> um, but like in that one, I think Donald's Mickey and he's like, oh, everyone loves Mickey. I'm so happy to get everyone's attention and adoration. And he just gets real sick of it uh, at some point. Like that's a fun episode. Um, yeah. Fun Donald episode. Um, there's some really great ones, but like again, they are a classic triumvirate. And now that it'd be one thing if they never brought Goofy in at all, but now that he's here, like I think their people want to see what they do with Mickey. Um, yeah, even just design wise, I want to see what he looks like in this universe. Yeah, because everyone's so much more angular, but Mickey's whole thing is yeah. his three circles, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be something they can do with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'd, curious. I'd like to yeah. see more more Darkwing stuff. Ooh. I'd totally. like to see his base set up with a bus that when they go on a chair, they spin around and now they're in a lair. Um, although I have a feeling, because they kind of are really, like Darkwing just had money. So since this guy was a, an actor, I don't know if they're going to like, and he like lost his job at the end of that episode. I don't know if they're going to have to go into like where he gets his gear from. Because they uh, Launchpad offhandedly asked like when they're, they're doing the reboot, like, oh my God, one of the questions he asks is, is he going to still have his motorcycle? So I wonder if they're going to try to rebuild that. Um, it would be cool. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if that appears in the next. Yeah. Oh, because Gizmo, we haven't even talked about Gizmo Duck, Lin Manuel oh, yeah, all that much. Yeah. Um, but he's fun because I'm kind of learning to be a hero because he's Gyro's assistant. Uh, he and his mom are very different than what they used to be, where he's more like technically minded instead of just being an accountant. His mom, instead of being a couch potato, is a cop, so she's a little bit more involved. She's got that classic like. I don't like Gizmo Duck's vigilante ways. She'll leave it to the police. Whereas that's her son. Um, his girlfriend in it. Oh, she's an agent of foul too. I forgot. I forget her name. But oh, she was yeah. just another person that worked for Scrooge and was just a damsel in distress. So I like that they made her like more of a tech person, like to kind of compliment him. And I like their chemistry, no pun intended, together. But I like that the Darkwing character is already like oh, we could do this better than Gizmo Duck. They already kind of don't like him because that's a classic Darkwing dynamic with him. He's jealous of Gizmo Duck, basically. Because um, he's like Superman to his Batman. Where he can do all of these great heroic things and like he's still kind of in the shadows. Um, but yeah, no, I'd love to see the two of them have to team up. There's so many characters from Darkwing they can bring in um, that I think would be a lot of fun. I just want to see him and Launchpad go on more adventures because I do really like this version of Launchpad. Even though yeah. they, have, they didn't reinvent the wheel with him, which is fine. Not yeah, I, I think he's great, though. Like, yeah. Uh, well, he has, one of, he has some of my favorite jokes because there's a part where they're in the sun chaser, the plane. Uh, and Della, because she's also a pilot, is like, oh my God, like the dials and stuff. Are these stickers? And like, well, I'm told to call them decals. Like, I, thought, <laughs> I thought that joke was really funny. In the Darkwing episode, it's like, oh, big budget rebooted this thing I loved as a kid. Those were always great. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Like, he, like, I think he's got the most jokes in it that I like the most. Yeah, and I mean, like, he, the wheel really didn't have to be reinvented with it. Like, if you think the Launchpad character is, like, what, like, 30 years old or something? Yeah. And he's, like, Whereas, like a lot of these other, like, the nephews you have to yeah. reinvent. Like, yeah. They Kids were pretty different back now. When, well, I yeah. like that. I liked it because of the like Dewey's new personality. Like he and Launchpad became like natural like friends, 
So like he, so like they're, so like because they play off each other real well and they kind of have similar, like enthusiasm for things. Um, but I, so because of that, like I like that they they have a relationship. Like, uh, and, but, but yeah, but I, I like that I, because everyone's a little bit different. Like I like the pairings that you kind of get a little bit more because the cast is so big. Most of the time, they only break off into like groups of like three or four at the most. Um, because then when they come together and like it's a, it's usually like big monumental ep- like multi-part uh, adventures and that's always really fun because it's really cool to see all the characters together like at the end of season two they all pose for a, fi- a picture that someone takes for some reason but you know you get to see the whole family and like you see Darkwing and Gizmo Duck and like I think Cousin Feathery and stuff are there because they all kind of had to come together to fight off the moon the invasion from the moon oh and Glomgold teamed up with them that I forgot yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had to team up with them because it affects the whole world. Yeah, yeah. And he has to and, come and he like, like rubs it in. Yes, yeah, like Scourge's face. <laughs> he had to help save the world. Yeah, I think doesn't he end up taking credit for it? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's yes. plenty of Glomgold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! So since we're in spoiler territory, the episode where Glomgold like steals like fifteen cents from Scrooge and it drives Scrooge insane. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love when he thinks Scrooge is dead and like yeah. rolls up. Yeah. To he rolls up to his funeral, like, <laughs> <laughs> like gloating and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Oh. Oh my god! I gotta go watch this show some more now. Yeah, I, I, I when I was just trying, I was trying to cherry pick it. I ended up just starting to watch the next episode because uh, I, like, oh, I want to watch the next one. So, yeah, I guess uh, if you watched us talk about this for two hours, you know that we like the show, and you should really go watch it. Um, yeah, go watch it because there's still yeah. tons of stuff we haven't uh, spoiled. We haven't really talked about Storkules and Zeus and stuff yet. Um, <laughs> Like I said, they, they pull in from a lot of different sources, you know, from real life, well, from actually like real world mythology and, and folklore and stuff. Like I didn't even mention there's a Wendigo in this. Um, uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff. It's really cool. I really one of my favorite shows on now. I don't go out of my way to watch a lot of TV as it happens. This is one of the few I will. And I, I want to make clear, it's not because I, I avoid spoilers. Um, I, in a long time ago in real life, I realized that like, it's, so much more energy than it's worth to avoid spoilers um, that I just generally don't care anymore. But, you know, I try to respect that for people, which is why we saved some spoiler talk for after a, a break here. But I just, I, I follow because just because like, I'm really just excited to watch the next episode. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait. It's been like six months. It's been way too long. Yeah. Um, hopefully it gets back soon. And- well, I mean, Again, there's plenty of time for people to catch up if you haven't already. Um, yeah. I, probably my favorite show going on right now. Um, I'm not going to say it's my favorite cartoon. I also just watched Avatar for the first time. So <laughs> I, I have kind of really high bar at the moment. But uh, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Worth watching, especially if you're stuck at home. I don't know if you're still quarantining or anything, if you have to end up quarantining or anything. It, it's worth it's a very good bingeable show. Um, um, I guess that in Deep Space Nine a couple episodes ago, we talked about how bingeable that is. Um, both highly recommended. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the comments or whatever, let us know what uh, you think of the show. If we're way off base, let us know what your favorite characters or episodes are. But I don't know about you guys, if there's any uh, last 
thoughts you want to bring up, I think that'll do us tonight. Yeah, I think uh, we've said all that needs to be said. Yeah. Well, um, look out for our Let's Play of Donald Duck Gone Quackers. Uh, make sure you subscribe, ring that bell, you know. Yeah, we'll uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, I'd like to sponsor, uh, talk about our sponsor, Skillshare. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I guess the store sponsors this. I just do this of my own, out of my own time. No one pays me to do this. Yeah. Um, which I've mentioned in the, sh the show in the past, I do this for my own amusement. I, you know, since we're all stuck and being separate, it's a fun way to talk to talk to my friends and get mm -hmm. to see you guys. And I get to, you know, people that don't live in the area anymore that I don't get to see on a regular basis anyway. Um, you know, I, I, I really been enjoying doing this and if people happen to watch us and enjoy us doing it as well, all the better. Um, but yeah, so, you know, thanks for, thanks Sean for coming out. Thanks Kendall for joining us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give, give, give Kayla our love. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I'll be signing out. So I guess until next time guys be safe out there. <laughs>